You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. You're listening to The Ensemblist, the only podcast that shows you Broadway from the inside out. Welcome. I'm your host, Jackson Klein. Happy Tony season! Our team at Ensemblist HQ could not be more excited to join the rest of the theater community in celebrating the 2019-2020 Broadway season and its incredible ensembles. First up is Moulin Rouge. After a July 2018 premiere in Boston, Moulin Rouge opened at Broadway's Al Hirschfeld Theater on July 25, 2019. Boasting a large cast of Broadway veterans and plenty of show-stopping spectacle, Moulin Rouge was a dazzling highlight of the theater season. What did our team think of the show? Let's take a look back at Mo Brady's review, shall we? With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Make way, make way for the spectacle that Broadway has been waiting for. Much has been made about the opulence of the main stem's newest mounting, Moulin Rouge the Musical. And while much of that is due to the lavish production design, arguably the best Broadway has seen this decade, that sense of spectacle comes in great part thanks to the show's large and talented ensemble. From strictly a personnel perspective, Moulin Rouge has a lot to boast. In a year where many new musicals have pared down the number of actors on stage, Moulin Rouge features an onstage ensemble of 20. That's four times as large as Hadestown, for those who are keeping track. What more than 20 actors on stage gives audiences is the chance to be truly enveloped in the show's staging. While choreographer Sonia Taya is best known for her work in the concert dance world, She's brought A-grade musical theater staging to the table. In sequences such as Shut Up and Raise Your Glass and The Sparkling Diamond, Ty's expertise in creating visually arresting images marries with traditional musical theater storytelling perfectly. She has featured many of her frequent collaborators, such as Fred Odgard and Corey Michelle Petinard, bringing their theatrical prowess to the table. The result is more than a few jaw-dropping moments, including the bad romance sequence at the top of Act 2 that literally stops the show. In many ways, 
Moulin Rouge picks up the torch from where Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812 left off. Dave Malloy's musical also immersed audiences in a world of deep reds and brazen bohemians that directly addressed the audience. In fact, the cast of Moulin Rouge features three of the Great Comet's star dancers among its ranks. Paloma Garcia Lee, Reed Luplau, and Brant Martinez. But whereas those three dancers stood out in a show of actor-musicians, in Moulin Rouge they are matched by 17 of their ferocious dancing counterparts. Calling the ensemble of Moulin Rouge the best in the business is not hyperbole. This company boasts storied veterans of the Broadway stage. If the Great White Way had an all-star team, the lineup would include most of the company on stage at the Hersfeld. It's impossible to imagine a more proficient ensemble than one that includes Max Clayton, Bahia Hiba, and Erica Hunter. Energetically, the ensemble rides the fine line of being unobtainable without being aloof. From the show's pre-opening parade, Morgan Marcel and Olu Bosedi stare down the audience with a subdued but feral energy that makes you wonder whether they want to hurt you or have sex with you, or both. Their sharp foci and snake-like movements are the perfect platform for the love story of Satine and Christian to be told. With the lush settings by Derek McLean and costumes by Catherine Zuber, it's hard to feel like the club they inhabit is in the middle of a financial crisis. And while the story calls for Christian to eventually be taken in among the club's community of artists, that idea isn't reflected in the staging until a brief but beautiful tableau near the show's end. Another discordance between script and staging lies in the use of the four featured club dancers informally known as the Lady M's. Jacqueline B. Arnold, Robin Herter, Holly James, and Jay Madges, playing La Chocolate, Nina, Arabia, and Baby Doll, respectively, start and end the show with an electrifying rendition of the movie's signature take on the song Lady Marmalade. In addition to their untamed energy during the musical numbers, they are included in the staging of two book scenes about the viability of the club's financial future. But while this quartet is supposed to act as proxies for the denizens of the club, the staging and direction of these scenes gives them little agency. For all the remarkable pageantry, sections of Moulin Rouge fall surprisingly flat. Even with actors Kyle Brown and Bahia Hiba flying above a spinning Eiffel Tower, the Act 1 finale isn't able to compete with the extravaganzas that graced the stage earlier, and while the musical mashups are in line with the film, bouncing between songs makes it challenging to settle down and invest in what characters are actually feeling. Yet, one feeling pervades the entire experience of attending the Moulin Rouge, that of being immensely entertained. With such a high caliber of talent comes ample opportunities for collaborations. Between the Boston and Broadway productions of Moulin Rouge, ensemblist Reed Luplau and musical supervisor Justin Levine teamed up to create Love is Loud, a short film featuring Justin's music. Reed reflected on this special experience for our blog. When an opportunity comes your way that requests you to step outside of your comfort zone, what do you do? You could ignore it, but that would be too easy. Or you could say yes to the unknown and see where that path will take you. As a performer, I love doing what I do. I always have, and I always will. But like most performers, I am constantly searching for ways to grow as an artist and feed my artistic appetite. 
In comparison to most careers, an artist's one is short. As a result, we are often perceived of as being of the moment. Well, this is one of those moments for me. Ever since I was a little kid, I have had a passion for film, especially dance and film. You can ask anyone in my family, they'll tell you the same. My nana and I would sit down and watch VHS tapes of classics. Yes, you heard that correctly. VHS tapes of classics like Singing in the Rain and Anchors Away over and over again. I was completely captivated by Gene Kelly and what he could do. I couldn't get enough of him. I was so inspired that I moved across the world in pursuit of a dream. Now I am finally putting those two worlds together for the world to see. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. During our pre-Broadway triad of Moulin Rouge the Musical, I had the honor of getting to know our uniquely talented musical supervisor, Justin Levine. Justin is a rare talent in that not only is his voice phenomenal, his musical abilities are out of this world, and he is also a super sweet human being. I couldn't think of a better way to celebrate him than to create a short film around his music. When he played Love is Loud for me, I instantly fell in love. Immediately, I began envisioning a, a creation of my own that fused with his melody. But to really make this happen, I had to nail it down to location, a time, and accept the realities of a non-existent budget. The story is simple. A man finds a Hallmark greeting card on the street corner. Intrigued by the card, he reads it and happens to find an attractive man staring at him from across the street. I don't want to give too much away, but ultimately it touches on how each and every one of us constantly tries to fit into a relationship, being shaped into a mold of someone else's design, all in the epic search of love. My friend and colleague from The Great Comet, Andrew Mayer, loves to film. I knew that together we could create something artistic, touching, and heartfelt. We worked hard to gracefully compose our imagery as elegantly as Justin did. Andrew has a great eye for storytelling through the lens of the camera. I had the images, and collaborating with Andrew was exciting. Between my visions and his perspective, we captured something on camera that Nana would be very proud of. Writing this makes it sound like it was an easy experience. But don't be fooled. We had our battles. Filming in New York City is no party. It overexposed light, frigid winter, temperatures, and don't forget the fact that 8.6 million people live in this city. But we survived, and I had the best cast. Despite my shallow pockets, they said yes. They believed in me. They believed in the project. And I cannot thank them enough for their time, artistic contributions, and support. It is because of all of them that I am blessed to share with you now what those countless hours of work and editing have created. 
Also among Moulin Rouge's ensemblists is Jay Magis, who we named a 2020 season standout for his performance as Baby Doll, a drag queen who performs at the titular club. Jay recently spoke to us about his journey with Moulin Rouge for an essay on our blog, read now by Angela Tricarico. One of the season's standouts is Jay Magis, who plays Baby Doll in Moulin Rouge. Magis's journey with Moulin Rouge began three years ago during the summer of 2017, when he was called into audition. As a Canadian citizen, he had to wait to be brought in until the show could accept non-American performers. I already knew and loved Alex Timbers and Justin Levine from working on Here Lies Love, and heard from a mutual friend that there was a drag queen named Baby Doll in the show, he says. In late 2017, Magis booked the first reading and lab of the show. It was during the latter that he received offers for the 2018 out-of-town tryout in Boston and the eventual Broadway transfer. Each step in the Moulin Rouge journey was different. In Boston, the company was afforded a longer tech period. Following that production, Magis says the company rehearsed in a studio for a month and then teched in the Al Hirschfeld Theater for three weeks prior to opening. Before the Broadway shutdown, the only rehearsals he would participate in were put-ins and brush-up rehearsals. The show itself has gone through transformations too, with some of them directly changing what Magis does on stage. Some changes, like choreography and edits to the medleys, were minor, but one larger cut affected his track more than the rest. In the second act, Baby Doll used to sing Shake It Off by Florence and the Machine, but the number was removed in between the Boston and Broadway productions. It was a great moment for me personally, but the song stopped the building tension in the second act, he said. I miss it a lot because I loved singing the song, but I get why it needed to happen. Playing Baby Doll is not Magis' first experience performing in drag. He owes that initial experience to the first national tour of La Cage Faux in 2011. Throughout the tour, Magis learned how to do his own drag makeup while he was playing a wannabe drag queen on stage. Following that, he performed in gay bars and clubs across the United States. This learning experience was essential in me getting Moulin Rouge, he said. I have to keep up with some amazing women in the show. I could not have done it without La Cage. I learned how to walk and dance in heels on tour. Baby Doll is one of four ensemble characters who opens the entire show. The Lady M's, Magis, Robin Herter, Holly James, and Jackie Arnold perform Lady Marmalade. Magis says this is one of his favorite moments in the show. We're the first taste of what's to come, he explained. It's exciting and electric because right off the bat, you're engaging with the audiences. Another scene Magis cites as a favorite is the Boulevard number. It's the only point in the show where he is not Baby Doll, but instead a man dressed in a suit and top hat with glasses and facial hair to hide the drag makeup. Magis describes it as a fun and over-the-top moment. The energy that Magis described for the musical's opening scene is sustained throughout the entire performance. He says that the show was designed to wrap around audiences, giving the production a concert vibe. Audiences likely know the music beforehand, either from the 2001 film the musical is adapted from, or the cast recording, which has been out for a year now. Even then, audiences would enter the house and allow themselves to be transported into this new world. He says, Like I said before, we start off the show engaging with them, so they're pretty on board and with us as the show moves. I miss it so much.
Special thanks to Reed Luplau and Jay Magis for allowing us to share their stories this week. The Ensemblist was produced by Mo Brady and me, Jackson Klein. There are two great ways you can help The Ensemblist right now. One is by leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. The second is by becoming a Patreon member at patreon.com slash theensemblist. Please follow The Ensemblist wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that's on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, or at bpn.fm, the home of Broadway Podcast Network. You can also follow us on Instagram. Stay safe, and thank you for listening. Until next time! Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.